Hello, and welcome to the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Podcast. I am your host, student Dr. Kasten Chowdhury. Today we are joined by Dr. Kimberly Kasten. Dr. Kasten is a PGY4 at the University of Michigan Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Residency. She is also on the recruitment committee for the University of Michigan PM&R. Uh, she's also an old friend of the podcast. I actually met her when I was a trainer in New York. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kasten. Great to be here. So if you don't mind, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? If you could let them know where you're from, what medical school you went to, and one fun fact about yourself. So I'm from Manhattan Beach, California. It's in the L.A. area. I went to the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. And a fun fact is that I was on the Brown University women's ski team. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you went from Manhattan Beach to Manhattan. Is that correct? Uh, I did. I had to make that joke. I wanted to. <laughs> you have to. There's so, also a Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn. It's not as nice. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. I, sh- I should know that as a, as a native New Yorker. Um, so what led you to the field of human art? So there were a lot of little building blocks that led me here. I actually fought with chronic low back pain as a college student and as well as piriformis syndrome. Um, I dealt with that. Uh, I learned little diagnoses like hypermobility syndrome along the way. And then as a pre-med, that made me interested in uh, treating chronic pain patients. Um, I was a neuroscience major, so in an advanced neuroscience course. I wrote my term paper and presented on the neuroscience of pain. Uh, so then at the beginning of med school, there was an activity center and there was actually a PM&R booth. I had no idea what PM&R was. But I just went up to the booth. Uh, I talked to them and quickly realized that it could fit my athletic background, my neuroscience background, um, and I had always been interested in like a... Um, a healthy lifestyle as medicine approach. And so I learned that they focus on improving people's function. I really liked that idea. So I did volunteering at um, the University of Marathon, the triathlon. I did some shadowing. And, of course, uh, I did a sub-internship or a sub-I. Um, and the approach of functional improvement in PM&R I thought was pretty unique and really exciting. That sounds very cool. So you're at University of Michigan, PM&R. What are your favorite parts of being at the University of Michigan? One of my favorite parts, I would say, is um, the people. I really love everyone I work with. Uh, I think we're a really great group. Um, makes it feel like a family while we're being academic at the same time. Uh, so it's getting around that time where it's application season and interview season, and you spoke about the fact that you feel like you have a camaraderie and a family at University of Michigan. What factors should applicants consider when looking for a PM&R residency? Um, so I never would have expected to end up in the Midwest, so I think it is important to apply broadly unless you're really tied to a geographic location. Um Never would have expected to be here. I absolutely love it. Um, And I really feel like this is a better fit than anywhere else I had interviewed. Um, So I think it was a perfect fit. Um, So along those lines, use your gut on your interviews. Um, 
it's hard. It really is hard on that one day, but um, certainly allow your gut to guide you. Um, and then I wouldn't use call as a deciding factor. A lot of people ask about it. Um, and I'm sure some programs have terrible call, but I really think it it's probably relatively the same. We all have to do call. There are pros and cons about home call versus in-house call. We do home call. Um, and uh, certainly was very excited to do home call going into residency. Having done all the home call, I can see how in-house call would have had its advantages. Um, so, and that that also shouldn't like affect how you're judging the rest of your training. Like we're working on our nursing communication overnight but that would never be a reason for me not to get training here because it wasn't the perfect call situation. The other thing is where you are, like where this program is. So U of M's in Ann Arbor. It's a huge uh, college sports town. And so that's something that's huge outside of work. Um, we go to games all the time. It's so fun. And so, you know, think about like where that program is and, if you also like the life outside of work um, associated with it. Uh, also with U of M, if you're into sports and you're thinking of going into sports, um, that gives you a lot of opportunities to cover different teams that are uh, really high level. Awesome. So you, you kind of mentioned this, but you, you brought up things that interviewees typically ask programs while you're there. Um, mm -hmm. What questions do you feel like it's important for an applicant to ask a program while they are there? Um, so I think what's really important is, um, the continuity clinic. Um, I'm not sure if all programs have it, uh, but definitely if there is one and how it's run. Um, our continuity clinic is really amazing. We see all the patients ourselves. They, they become our patients. Um, and, you know, you get to do it for PGY-3 and PGY-4 a year, so you get to have at least a two-year continuity, or at most two-year continuity. Um, and then we, we staff with attendings. I'm aware of some other programs that um, it's still an attendings clinic, and it's not necessarily their patient. And I think I've learned so much from having my own patients. So is continuity clinic basically like a residence clinic? Yes, residence clinic. So residence clinic might um, not be your own patients necessarily. Okay. Um, so we mentioned that you were on the recruitment committee for the University of Michigan PM&R. Um, mm -hmm. In your opinion, what values are important to the University of Michigan when they are looking at a PM&R residency applicant? Of course, we're looking for uh, hardworking, good on paper applicants, but if a candidate is strong on paper and didn't relate well to the faculty and residents, we're going to rank them lower. We, um, we really value uh, a good fit. Uh, that's definitely the case for most residencies. Um, and also our program values the, the residents' input, so how you relate at the interview dinner the night before is, and during the lunch is pretty important. Okay. So if you could go back and talk to uh, 
fourth year Dr. Kasten, and you could give her words of wisdom, what, what, what words of wisdom would you give to her? Um, that's a good question. I think um, I would have maybe done more sub-eyes. I knew I really liked PM&R, but there was still a lot I learned starting PM&R um, that I think if I had done even more uh, time in PM&R as a fourth year that I would have understood better. I just certainly would have liked to feel like I, I knew more going into it, but you can learn when you get there. Um, and then I think the other thing is don't let your nerves get the better of you. It's, it's certainly a weakness I had. Um, I think it really clouded my personality on my interviews. Um, it's very rare that your nerves are going to make you do better, <laughs> like showing your personality when you're talking to people. You're probably just going to get closed off and shy if you're nervous. So try to try to like have confidence in who you are and what you've done, um, so you can just be a person getting along with residents and faculty on your interview. Interesting. How many sub eyes did you do? Um, I only did like two. Um, I had also shadowed and done a couple of electives, but um, I I think maybe three would have been better. If you can do four, that's a lot probably. Um, but uh, PMR is so broad. There's so much to learn. For sure. Um, so I know a lot of us uh, fourth years are interviewing right now, and a lot of us aren't sure how to prepare for a PM&R residency interview. Any thoughts on how to prepare for one of these interviews? Yeah, um, interviews are actually, I think, pretty standard. It's always going to be like why you want to do this, why you, why that specific program, what your strengths and weaknesses are, or what challenges and proud movements you've had, and then, of course, knowing your CV so that uh, you are validating that your CV is real. Um, so I think the biggest thing for going into residency is knowing why you want to do PMR. Um, and you don't have to necessarily know everything about PMR, but it definitely makes you so much stronger of a candidate to have a bigger picture of understanding inpatient and outpatient PM&R, um, and especially kind of like what goes into inpatient PM&R. Interesting. So I had someone email me recently, um, and we get at least one request of these per month, but someone asked if we could ask the next guest, um, as far as fellowships are concerned, how much of that should affect your decision-making when choosing a residency? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I uh, am of the opinion that um, it probably shouldn't unless there are huge red flags. Um, if there are little nitpicky things, um, I, I feel like it shouldn't necessarily affect you, it's mainly because a lot of people go in with one idea and leave with another. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like some people go in thinking they want to do brain injury and then they go out doing cancer. Um, but uh, 
if you're interested in cancer and there's a program that has cancer rehab like we do, then that's an advantage that you actually get to learn about it. You may come out of it having decided that you don't want to do cancer, but at least you got the opportunity because we have a cancer rehab program. Gotcha. So it sounds like you're saying just come in with an open mind. Um, and yeah. if you have a specific, specific interest, then don't don't get your heart set on that because you may change that decision. Definitely. Although it does seem like um, more PM&R applicants have more experience than when I applied. Um, so, you know, if you have a ton of experience and uh, you do have a good idea of what you want to do, then that might be different. But uh, certainly my class going into it didn't have enough experience to to really know. Okay. Uh, and I know this question may be a little early uh, in the interview season, but we had someone reach out to us and ask if we could ask someone what the best way to put together one's rank order list is. Um, like I said, don't be afraid to use your gut. Um, but then the biggest thing, because it can get so confusing, is um, kind of have like a, a moving rank list as you go. You don't necessarily have to write it down, although um, at some point you might need to just because there's so many programs. Um, but kind of start slotting in programs like you just did one interview and so you know that it you liked it better than this program but not as good as this program so slot it in that spot um instead of at the very end being completely overwhelmed did you take notes as you went through after every interview yeah um but i didn't necessarily take notes on details it's uh what what I'm saying is more of just like making a list of your, your gut feeling, um, but then maybe putting in pertinent points of why uh, you may or may not want to mess with that rank. Okay. Uh, any recommendations on how fourth-year medical students can prepare for residency? Sub-eyes, experience. Um, research, if you can, research in PM&R is um, still not common among all applicants, so it is a strength. Um, and being able to put together a reason for yourself why you like it um, and why you want to do it more than other programs. Since we are pretty niche and we're still not huge in med schools, um, we definitely want to know that you know what you're getting into. There's definitely some applicants we've had um, where we see that they're probably interested, but there's just not good enough evidence. And I I would like to see if they like took it took a year off and spent time doing that to know that it's what they wanted to do. Interesting. So you're saying when you guys look at applicants, you want to know from the applicants' CV and all that stuff that they are definitely in the PM&R. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the case for most specialties, um, but I think PMNR, since we don't get like core clerkships on them, we definitely want to know that people know what they're getting into. For sure. So you are at the tail end of your residency. What are your plans mm-hmm. after you graduate? I'm on my interview trail for sports fellowship. Cool. 
I'm actually in Seattle right now for one of my interviews coming up on Monday. Nice. Well, we we hope the best. I'm sure you'll crush it. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Um, you know, summarizing it, be yourself, trust your gut, know why you want to do PM&R, get your experience in PM&R, um, and have an open mind about what you're going to do afterwards as well. All right. Thank you for that. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kasten. Thanks for having me. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. This is your host, Dean Dr. Kasten Chowdhury. You have just listened to an episode of the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation podcast. Take care and have a great day.